Blog Talk Radio.
Is that better? Is that better? Glory, hallelujah. See, you're slower that way, but it's okay. Amen. We're having a discussion, so I'll start over. Amen. Everybody can hear now? Okay, everybody can hear. So we'll start over. Welcome to Miracle. Outreach Ministries on Sunday. Amen. We are a Christian internet church and a local church assembly founded in the love of Jesus Christ. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and Brother Bill is here, and so are all of you, and we're happy for everyone. Those of you who are just stumbling out of bed and wiping the sleep out of your eyes, welcome in the name of the Lord. Amen. As you know, we celebrate Holy Communion at the beginning of our service. That's your cue to get your elements together if you'd like to join us. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're having a marvelous time on this fast that the Lord has called us to. And we know that he is moving on our behalf. He's working in our lives. He's digging in them crevices, you know, and pulling out stuff that we went, ooh, I didn't know that was in there. And he's getting it out. Amen? Aren't we glad about that? Because we like blessings. Amen? And we like miracles. And we like them all the time. So we are happy when God decides to clean us up some more. Amen? Amen. Because he has so many more blessings for us. Amen? Yes, we do live in a difficult time. We live in a difficult time in the world. But we were born to be here now. We're called into the kingdom for such a time as this. So those of you who are not familiar with our website, our web address is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. And when the page changes, click Get. Sign in your name. Type in your name. Hit Enter. And then go down to the bottom where there's this long rectangle that you can type into and say hello to the saints, and they'll say hello to you. Amen? We're a very uh, loving church, and we communicate well with others, and we will talk to you. Those of you that are on a cell phone, when the page comes up from your browser or your app, click those uh, three lines, those three white lines across that black background, and it will open up all the other links to you, and you may go from there. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We even praise the Lord for the hot weather because it is quite hot now. It is very, very hot. But, you know, some people like their food hot. 
You know, as in peppers, they like it spicy. Mm-hmm. They like it spicy. Well, right now there is this hot weather and sweating. So bring a towel if you come to Florida. Amen? Amen. <laughs> they said amen. Yeah, because it is quite hot. Now, we just want to thank the Lord for everything that he's done for us. He told us on Friday night that we need to repent of our sins. Amen? Amen. He made it real plain. He's expecting some repentance from us because he's not doing the surface stuff, you know. The surface stuff, oh, Lord, I repent of all my sins. Well, that's fine when you're just coming to Christ. But after you start growing up a little bit, he expects you to be specific because you sin specifically, and he would like some specific repentance to go with it. Amen? Amen. So we're going to give him what he wants. Amen? Amen. We're going to um, give you a few moments to go before the Lord yourself and ask him to forgive you for whatever has taken place or failed to take place. And if you're not a Christian yet, you can ask Jesus Christ to come and save your soul. You can ask him to reveal himself to you and to save your soul. And he will answer that prayer. Amen? You don't need fancy words. You don't have any anyway. So just give him the simple words you do have. That will suffice. And we will agree with your prayer, and he will answer. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord God Almighty. There's no reason to be afraid of him. He's waiting for you. He's been waiting for you for quite some time now. So let's not keep him waiting any longer. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Brother Bill doesn't have any sin today. Aren't we glad? (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. Somehow that I can, it's almost like I can feel Brother Marshall saying something about that. (laughs) We're going to let that go. Thank you, Jesus, for the joy of the Lord, because your joy is our strength. Heavenly Father, as we come before you, as we come before you, repenting of everything we did wrong, and sometimes we did things wrong on purpose, and we were just being bad, Lord. That's just basically it. We were just being bad. But we know we was wrong. So we come before you and we repent of our wrong, because we were wrong, and we know we were wrong. And chances are we might do it again. We can't promise you that we'll never do it again yet, but we're coming to that place. Amen? And we're asking you, Father, for your forgiveness. We want to thank you, Jesus Christ, for the blood that we just sang about that washes our sins away. We want to thank you for strengthening us so we don't have to be bad so often. Amen? Amen. We can be good more often. We're looking forward to that, to that promotion. Amen. We're looking forward to that next step. Ah, strength is what we need, Lord. Strength is what we need. 
So we thank you for strengthening us, Lord, so that we can do what's right because it's right. We thank you for that. We thank you that as we stand before you washed in the blood of the Lamb, that there is nothing between us but love. And we thank you for the love that took you to Calvary and the love that held you on the cross until you said, it is finished. And the love that left the cross went into a grave, went into hell, preached to those that were still in paradise and came back and took that blood before the mercy seat before your father and still came back to give us further instruction on how to live. We want to thank you. What a great sacrifice. A sacrifice even for those who hated you and for looking that were looking for ways to kill you. They sought for ways to kill you. It was their objective every day to see if they could find a way to kill you. But you endured all of that to set us free. So we thank you for what you endured, not just on the cross, but all the way there. We give you praise, Lord, and we worship you. Amen. Now, if you have your element, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. Thank you, Lord. Mm. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is a flow that makes me white as snow. No other bound I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, it is written that I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I suppose you mean I can learn to obey you 
by being strengthened by your might and your power. But they that wait on the Lord in trust shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Father, you give power to the tired and worn out, to those who have become weary in well-doing. Father, you give strength to the weak. Yes, even youth shall be exhausted, and the young will give up. But those who depend upon you for strength of character and strength and power in our physical bodies will not be ashamed. For you open your hands and satisfy the desire of every living thing. You are our shepherd, so we shall not walk. Father, you know how weak and in need of your strength we are. We ask, Father, in Jesus' name, that you make us strong in you. Make our strength come forth from your might. There are so many demands on our strength, so many demands. A different crisis or challenge or problem to solve. People who need our help. We feel exhausted. Some days we want to give up, not sure that we can go on. But, Lord, we've reached the end of our own strength. As we acknowledge our own weakness, we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives in new ways. When we finally stop trying to be all and to do all and to know it all, your hands have room to work in us. Lord, cleanse us from our secret faults. Give us strength, Lord, in our frailty and sustain us in our suffering. Bless us, Lord, with practical wisdom for everyday righteous living. We thank you and we bless your holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, saints, when you look at how much God has done for us, really, if you just sit there and think about it for a while, gratitude and thanksgiving should burst forth from your inner. It ought to just overwhelm you how good God has been to you how many trials he's brought you through, how many answers he's provided for you. And you're not finished with your journey here yet. God has changed some things around in some people's lives completely. He's given them new liberty that they never had before in their lives. Some of us in our ignorance and backwardness walked ourselves into situations that we should have never been in. But God in his loving mercy and care for us got us out of it. 
We should never forget where the Lord has brought us from. Amen? Amen. He's built many a bridge over our troubled water. And sometimes we were the ones that did it. We did it to ourselves. Amen? But he doesn't rub our faces in it. He causes us to become accountable. He causes us to come before him and present the whole thing. Not leaving parts of the story out. No, the whole story, the way it really did happen. Our part in it that we had no business playing, but we thought we were, you know, we could do what we wanted to do. And then we found out that what we wanted to do wasn't something we should have done. Amen? But he forgave us and he washed us clean and he set us free and he delivered us. Never forget what God has done for you. All through the Old Testament, the Lord had to continually remind the Israelites what he had done for them, what he had done for them, how he brought them out, how he defeated a world power for them. He defeated a world power, not just the little people next door. He brought down an entire empire for them. But they just couldn't see it that way. They were too preoccupied with their everyday wants, needs, desires, complaints, and grumble, 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 grouchy, 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 irritable. That's what they focused on. But God was saying, no, you need to step back, and you need to take a look at what I've really done for you. You need to run back across somebody that is who you used to be. And then you'll know for sure what I've done for you. You need to run across somebody that is presently who you used to be when I came and got you. And then you will see what I've really done in you. Amen? Sometimes we need to look back just for a moment to remember how merciful and how good and how forgiving God has been to us. Whatever anger he had against us, he didn't keep it forever. He let it go. He put our sins in the depths of the sea, and he's not doing a dredging job. He's not digging them up. He's not allowing the devil to dig them up and and shake them in your face again. He's not doing that. He let it all go and said, okay, let's start over. Amen? Amen. Amen. So don't ever forget what the Lord has done for you because it's personal, you know. It's personal what the Lord has done for you. It's personal. Is it okay? All right. All right. I'll turn this away. Is that better? Amen. We're having a sound check at the moment. Amen. Is that better? We have to give him a second. He's working on it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. You always fix things. Heavenly Father, according to your word, we present our bodies that you have loaned to us 
as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in your sight. We've come to understand that it's actually your body. Our bodies are your personal property, Lord Jesus, and they don't belong to us. So we can't treat them any kind of way and just do whatever we feel like doing because we have to stand before your throne and give an account for the things done in our body. Amen? We thank you for the armor of God. We take the shield of faith. We take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We are covered in the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. We thank you for the spirit of truth. We thank you for the breastplate of righteousness and our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We thank you that you have supplied all of our needs, whatever they may be, according to your riches and glory. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We thank you for divine health. We thank you for healing. We thank you for miracles. We thank you that you have never forgotten about us, no, not once. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, a strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his power in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for our eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar devils, electronic, digital, technology demons, and their attacks. Pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, and binding directed energy microwave weapons. We bind you all in Jesus' name. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, technopaganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind Leviathan and his attacks, Kundalini and those attacks. Water and marine spirits, those attacks, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, womanizing, seducing, drone, whoredom spirits, all the voices of the stranger and all their attacks, the hypnotic and the trance devils and their attacks, all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, drone spirits, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injury, all remote viewing, ha-ha-ha, shatarabrusi. All sonic and audio weapons All the voices of the stranger and their attacks The voices of the charmer and the seducer We bind all targeted radio frequencies All pulse weapons and their attacks 
microwave and debilitating attacks, 5G, those attacks, everything from the satellite, from the cell towers, through every electronic, cellular, or technological device. We bind you in the name of Jesus. And we close those portals in Jesus' name. Eh, rula all EMF, rukate EMP attacks in Jesus' name. Rada de Dios surra bahaskatara brosa de diendrabri. We bind all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind the magician and every order of magic and mystic arts. We We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers. Amen. Amen. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, American, European, North American, South American, indigenous persons, tribal groups, native groups, Asian, Indonesian, New Zealand, Australian, COVID, we bind you in Jesus' name. Every COVID, you're bound in the name of Exposed, 
stop, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, despise, reproach, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, and we bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind make-believe, fantasy, and la-la land. We bind false religions, numerology, horoscopes, spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience. Martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, looseness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the king of pride, and we chain him with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting abuse, all troubles, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilek, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and 72, and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the works of all the demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins, and dolls, hot and cold spots and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind all prompting, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs in Jesus' name. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, and rite, including the work of the Demolay in the name of Jesus and other associated organizations. We break your grip and hold over territories in Jesus' name. We break your grip and hold over territories in Jesus' name. We take back your territorial rights with the blood of Jesus Christ. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness of us, the fullness thereof. You may not have any territory on the earth in Jesus' name. We strip you of that. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pull you down from your high places. We break the power of every degree. 
We break the power of every degree. We break the power of every degree in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips and customs in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the lay of their sins. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, particularly persecuted Christians and those that are in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand will save us. We disconnect ourselves, Father, from every demon, every entity, Every spirit that's not of God, that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, and we command it to leave us now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We circumcise from ourselves every thought that is not of Jesus Christ. We cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus and our mode of transportation. We take authority, dominion, and power over spirits that don't know how to drive, in Jesus' name. Spirits that don't know how to operate an airplane, in Jesus' name. Spirits that would bring casualties, accidents, tragedies, collisions of any sort. We bind the, the malfunction of any um, mode or vehicle of transportation in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We bind every dream that you did not send us, Lord, and we send it right back where it came from with the intent in Jesus' name. We put it right back on the heads of the devils that brought it in Jesus' name to cling to them for all eternity. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for the warring, linking angels that war on our behalf. We thank you for your praising angels that cover us, for your ministering spirit, and for your very presence in our midst, Father. We thank you that when two or three of us are gathered together in your name, there you are in the midst. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, all booty, witchcraft, 
anything sent by the devil. We cut ourselves free from all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, garlands, consents, adoradayosurra, pacts, pledges, vows. We break down and tear down walls of protection around shamanists, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, sorcerers, diviners, soothsayers, and such. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, curse, witchcraft, bewitchment, death, potions, psychic thoughts, psychic prayers, all mind control. Pain, sickness, destruction, sorcery, magic, voodoo, torment, incantations, chanting, incense, and candle burning, crystals, root work, tribal rituals, and sins, chantings, and all ungodliness sent to us in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of spiritual blindness in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the demons that operate in our minds in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind witchcraft in the mind in the name of Jesus. We break its grip and hold in Jesus' holy name. We bind spirits of hate, spirits of envy, spirits of jealousy, spirits of wizardry in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father, for releasing the love of God that's poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit over the people of God in Jesus' name. Receive the love of God, saints. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, amen. Amen. Now, there's some of you that are new, and you don't yet know that the opening prayer is only prayed when we all pray it together. That does not mean that you get to tape it on your new phone and pray it by yourself. If you tape it on your little phone and play it back to you, you get to say amen at the end and pray in tongues the whole time. Amen? But that is a prayer that is the Lord gave to me to be prayed in corporate warfare. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Corporate warfare. Not your little group. Amen? Amen. Now, <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. And God wants to talk to us today. Amen. Amen. And he wants to talk to us about his health for us. His health for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, last week when I was leading us through the opening prayer, there was an attack sent to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you've taken care of that. Amen? And you've taken care of the one that did it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Let's see, Lord, where do you want to start? We can start anywhere, you know. 
All right, Psalm 38. Psalm 38, his health for us. Psalm 38, beginning with verse 2. Psalm 38, beginning with verse 2. Some of you have gotten smart now, and you know to write the scripture down and then turn to it. Amen. Good note takers know how to do that. They, they sort of perfect that skill as they go along. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Psalm 38, beginning with verse 2. For thine arrows stick fast in me. Thy hand presseth me soul. There is no soundness in my flesh, because of thine anger, neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. Because of my sin. For mine iniquities are gone over my head. As an heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds stick and are corrupt because of my foolishness. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. Psalm 145, beginning with verse 8. Psalm 145, beginning with verse 8. Psalm 145, beginning with verse 8. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord is gracious. And full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all. He didn't just say the same. The Lord is good to all. His tender mercies are over all his work. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all. Inside the compassion of our Lord for us all is an acceptance and understanding of the Lord's willingness to heal. He wants to heal us. He wants to see us heal. Spirit, soul, body, mind, emotions, thoughts, every part of us. He wants us healed. He wants us healed financially. He wants us healed socially. Amen? He doesn't want us to suffer in lack of any kind. Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 2. 
Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 2. Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 2. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. In other words, Lord, if you want to, you can make me clean if you're willing to do that. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So we can see here that God is willing to heal us. It's not that he doesn't want to heal us. He wants to. He urgently wants to heal us. It's his will to heal us. It's his will to cleanse us. Amen? Amen. Whenever, wherever he went, Jesus was moved with compassion and healed all them that had need of healing. The very same Jesus that we read of in the Gospels is now seated in heaven at the right hand of God. Mark chapter 16, verse 19. Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 19. Mark chapter 16, verse 19. Then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. He was received up into heaven. Isn't that wonderful to be received up into heaven? And sat. He didn't stand in line. He didn't need a number. He spoke to the gate, and there was a response. See, he did voice-activated stuff long before we learned about it. And when he finished, those gates got out the way, you know? Amen. That's a wonderful feeling. That's a wonderful feeling To be received up into heaven And he sat He sat on the right hand of God He took his official position That's wonderful Luke chapter 22 verse 69 Luke chapter 22 verse 69 Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22 and verse 69. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. 
So, saints, God allowed us to see that it really did happen. When he went home, he didn't get on a cloud and float, okay? He sat down on a throne. All power, all might, all dominion, a name that is above every name. He didn't just show up and say, hi, y'all, I'm back. It wasn't like that. He was received with great honor, great glory. Isn't it wonderful to have obeyed the Father while you're in the earth and then get received up into heaven and have a royal welcome when you come home? I think it's wonderful. So now the Lord Jesus is seated at the right hand of the power of God, that he might be a merciful and a compassionate and a faithful high priest on our behalf. Jesus is mercifully compassionate toward us. He loves us tenderly. He pities us in our sufferings and misfortunes. Jesus is compassionate. He desires to help us in all of our afflictions. So you see, when you go running off to solve it yourself without having come to him at all, that's an insult. Because he's he's sitting right there waiting to help us, waiting to do us good continually, in spite of us even. Amen? Amen. He yearns to see us in wholeness. He wants to show mercy to us. Jesus has a yearning to heal our soul's diseases. When Jesus healed the sick and the tormented, he was demonstrating the love and parenthood of our Heavenly Father. So for everybody who has no idea whatsoever of who their natural dad was or is, step right around that and open your heart to your Heavenly Father, who is perfect in every way, who loves you unconditionally. Whatever you lack from your natural dad, he supplies. However, you have to choose to receive it. Whatever love, whatever tenderness, whatever compassion, whatever understanding, whatever protection you did not receive from your natural parenthood, God himself provides. He's in charge of the parenthood ministry. And he sees to it that it's carried out in your life. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, you remember when you were growing up as a little boy and your mom didn't have quite enough food to feed you? That little lady that lived around the corner would come drop those groceries off on the doorstep? That's the love of God. You know that little lady that used to bake cookies down the street and she used to see to it that you had some. That's the love of God. 
So all these people that say, God has never shown me any love, you're not telling the truth. First of all, you're still living. Let us keep that in mind. Many have gone before us and not been received up into heaven. You still have that opportunity. Things may not have worked out quite the way you think they should have. However, that didn't stop God from loving you, and that didn't stop God from helping you to overcome any time that you were willing to overcome. That didn't keep him from showing you his love and care for you. Now, if you were busy being bitter about what your natural parenthood did not provide for you, you might have missed some of the things that he did for you because you weren't paying any attention. And if you were busy feeling sorry for yourself, it's a guarantee that you missed some of those things because you weren't paying attention. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't make the sun to shine. That doesn't mean that the rainbow doesn't still come out. That doesn't mean God doesn't still provide for you in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Amen? He is our eternal provider. He created us, and so he provides for us. There is enough money on this planet to cover the needs of everyone that is here. Yes, there are those who hoard more than is their fair share to themselves, but the money's still here. Yes, we know that there are people and children in Africa and even in the United States that are starving, but there's still enough here. The provision has been given. The enemy may be stealing, but the provision is still here. There's a piece of bread and some water for everybody. Yes, they may be lying about the babies and their formula. Well, but God provides breast milk too. Amen? He has not forgotten the parenthood role. He's not the parent that abandons you. He's the parent that takes care of you in spite of everything. Amen. All right, the Holy Spirit says there's some of us that need to forgive our parents for what they lacked, what they didn't bring to the picture of parenthood. You see, there are no perfect people. And people that are not perfect give birth to some more people that are not perfect. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, each of us forgives our parents for all the things that didn't go the way they should have gone. We thank you for giving us the strength to forgive, Father, the strength to put it aside and leave it in your hands, the strength to love and the strength to bless. Runga de Gabrisa da Rigiosi, de Regisa da Rariosa, Rule de Gishi Gabrosa da Rigiosu de Rabrikisi de Rabrikiata. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, there, there's, that's a deep pit. That's a hurt place. When you're, the people that are assigned to love you don't, or won't, or can't, that's a hurting place. 
But Jesus heals every hurt. By his stripes, you have been healed. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive the love of God in Jesus' name. He's loved you all along. He loved you before you were even conceived. Amen? He loved you even before you were conceived. You see all these experiences that we've had with parenthood that didn't go right. We're supposed to allow those experiences to work good in our lives, not just more pain. No, the pain's supposed to stop. We're supposed to learn from those experiences, and we're supposed to surrender them to the Lord so that he can use them in our lives to minister to someone else. You see, it's not just one person. Remember? Abel was murdered. Cain didn't just hurt Abel. He hurt himself and his family, his whole family. Things don't always go right in a family. The devil finds his way in one way or another. But if we have those experiences and our feelings concerning them, over to the Lord. He'll make them work together for our good. He promises to do this. But we've got to let him do it. Amen? Amen? We have to allow the process to take place. Amen. So, when Jesus healed the sick and the tormented, he was demonstrating the love and parenthood of our Heavenly Father. His fatherhood is real and viable. When we all come to our Heavenly Father, we go for his help. And he is most desirous of administrating his aid to us. Our Father is ever willing to use his almighty power to bring forth good on our behalf, if we'll let him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an if to it. The if is if we will allow it. Amen? Mm-hmm. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15, Verse 26, God is gracious, gracious. Think of how you felt when you felt someone being gracious towards you. They were receiving. They were open. They were cheerful. They were welcoming. Well, God goes far beyond that. Exodus 15, verse 26, and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, 
I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. That place in your heart where you were mistreated by some adult in authority or mistreated by some parent or some loved one, he says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Yes, you were abused. Yes, there was injury. Yes, there was trauma. But he brings healing. He brings recovery. He brings restitution. He brings his love, his power, his strength, his grace. We must learn to have faith in his love for us and in his will for us. We have to have faith in our Heavenly Father's love for us. Amen? Our faith has a strong, our Father, rather, has a strong tendency and willingness to show us his favor toward us, a strong tendency. That doesn't mean like our strong tendency. That means so far that you can't see our strong tendency anymore. Exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Lamentations, chapter 3, beginning with verse 22. Lamentations, Old Testament, chapter 3, beginning with verse 22. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Now, you know the wages of sin is death. We should all already be dead. Amen? But it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. What could have happened didn't. You know, we look at it and we say, that was bad, that was bad, and that was bad. But it could have been worse. And what could, what could have happened didn't. Yes, you were out there thinking you were having a good time for New Year's at the club. Well, when somebody pulled out their gun, guess what? It didn't shoot you. The person right next to you fell dead on the floor. But you made it all the way back home. Amen. Sometimes we don't tell people the real reason we praise the Lord, so we're too shamed. Exodus chapter 34, beginning with verse 1. Exodus chapter 34, beginning with verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first, and I will write upon these tables the words that were in the first table, which thou breakest. 
See, Moses got ticked off at those people and broke those tables. They really got under his skin. And be ready in the morning. And come up, come up in the morning unto Mount Sinai, and present thyself there to me in the top of the mount. Verse five, Exodus chapter thirty-four, verse five. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there. God stood there with Moses and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. This is our God. This is our God. Amen. Micah chapter 7, verse 18. Micah, Old Testament, chapter 7, verse 18. Micah, M-I-C-A-H, chapter 7, verse 18. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retaineth not his anger forever. Amen. He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. Amen. Our Lord delights in releasing his mercies to us. Our Father is not only willing, but eager to pour his blessings in great outpouring upon all who make it possible for him to do so. Upon all who make it possible for him to do so. We must truthfully realize that some sickness is an attack of the devil. We should learn to bind him at the onset, not a week later, at the onset of our awareness of the attack. At the very beginning. Jump to it. Get on it. Get on it. Bind it. Bind it. Bind it. Don't sit back and wait until you can hardly move. Yes, this is the responsibility of the saints. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts, New Testament, chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing 
all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him, healing all, it didn't say some, all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. It doesn't show us here anywhere where you can, uh, you know, Jesus is only willing to heal some people. No, that's not what it says. The Heavenly Father, the Holy Spirit, they only want certain people healed. No, it doesn't say that. It says all. All. That doesn't leave anyone out. From neonatal, in the womb, out of the womb, wherever you may be. All. He didn't say maybe you and maybe not you. No. All. But you see, we have to be open to his healing. Just as we talked about the healing from family relationships, we have to be open to that. Sometimes we're not so open. Sometimes we really don't want to trust anymore. It's the truth. Sometimes we do not want to be vulnerable. And okay, Holy Spirit, are we going to go there? We're going there. Okay, we're going there. Sometimes we've been in relationships with people, and they haven't done us right, as the saying goes. And so the next time around with somebody else, we got walls that they've never seen before, walls that reach up to heaven. And we refuse to come from behind those walls or to tear those walls down. But you see, that's not fair to the new person. They weren't the one that did the damage. Amen. Boy, it got quiet, Jesus. Lord, did you hear that sound? I did. <laughs> that's not fair to the new person. You know our last uh supervisor we had on the job didn't treat us right. So the Lord moves us on someplace else. And so here we have a new one that has the same hair color as the last one. Now that person didn't know when they dyed their hair that color that it was the same color as somebody else. And so they don't understand this prejudice that we have against them because their hair is the same color as the last. But it's there. Come on, it's there. And woe to us if it's not the hair color that's the prejudice, but the race. Amen, boys. Lord, can you hear how quiet it's getting in church today? You know, and somebody said something to us that was ugly when we were growing up. And now, every time we run into somebody that has the same position that that person has, our backs go up. Now, saints, Jesus is our shield. We have to trust him more. Go to this. Okay. He said to go here. Okay. Okay. Some of us have had romantic relationships before. Some of us have been married before. Some of us have dated before. And some of us have this history of horrible, bad, and worse. Repeat, 
horrible, bad, and worse. Repeat, horrible, bad, and worse. And so when God comes along and he says, I have someone I want to introduce you to, you go, hmm. Okay, so now the Lord has to start working on you some more about your plan because you don't want to do anything anymore. You start with your uh, litany of all the ones that were nasty, ugly, wrong, lied, cheated, was in witchcraft, wouldn't get a job, whatever it was. You just run down that whole line to the Lord all over again. And you see, Jesus, this is proof why I shouldn't even consider what you just said. Saying, if that's you, just repent. It's real simple. Amen. Take all of your prejudices and all of your predeterminations about how it's going to be because how it was before, and just reach over and hand them to the Holy Spirit. Just, just hand them to them, okay, and let go. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay, now let's go to the next slide. All right, somebody in your life close to you died, and they died like this. So the next one comes up, you're looking for the same thing you saw before to happen again. Same? That's not right. You know, this one died of such and such and such, and it went like this, and it went like that, and it went like the other. So here comes the next one that's got similar or the same. And so you have already predetermined in the back of your mind that it's going like this, like this, like this, and like this. It's time for some repentance. So you went to the attorney for whatever you needed to go for. And he took your money and didn't properly represent you. So when it's time for you to go to an attorney again, how do you act? Well, let's put it this way. It's not exactly like Jesus Christ. Same thing if it's a doctor or some other professional. Same thing. You got an attitude that Jesus wants some repentance for. We can't hold on to these things, thing. You know, you did business with companies such and such, and companies such and such gypped you, took your money, and didn't fix the product, and so on and so on and so forth. Guess what? You refused under any circumstances whatsoever as long as there is blood in your body and breath in your in your lungs to have anything to do with that company again. Well, that's called unforgiveness. Amen. So we're going to have quite a church today. That's called unforgiveness. We're wanting God to heal us, and he's really wanting to do it. But we have all of these issues. And he's wanting some true godly repentance. 
Not just, oh, Lord, forgive me for all my sins. No, he wants you to hit the nail on the head. Yes, it's painful, but it's good. Amen. What did I leave off, Lord? Oh, I know what I left off. Ah, yes, this attacking the enemy at the onset. This place of spiritual oppression by the devil requires the use of spiritual weapons against the attack. So we encourage you to place your prayer request in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room so that the family of God can assist you in battle. Sometimes you're wrong, and you need the body of Christ to come alongside you in prayer to make up the gap in the hedge because you ain't right. You're still wrong. Amen. How foolish it is to go it alone. You hinder your own victory. It is a pity for you to walk in spiritual pride and foolishness by failing to make use of the love of God expressed through the faith of the brethren. It is a pity for you to walk in spiritual pride and foolishness by failing to make use of the love of God expressed through the faith of the brethren. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. We're all joined together. The Holy Spirit brings us together in the love of God. Amen? We're not detached portions, you know. Your body is a whole. The body of Christ is whole. And every part is vital and important. Every part, every cell, every member is vital and important. Verse 21. Verse 21, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 21. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. No, you need them. You need them. Yes, you do. Those of you that are too shamed to put your prayer request in, you need the help in the prayers of the body of Christ. You need us to come alongside you. Amen? You need our agreement. Verse 25, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 25, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. You can't just say, well, that's your problem. No, it's all of us together. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ 
and members in particular. It's important. Many times sickness is caused by sin in our lives. Often we have sin from our past that we thought were taken care of. Amen. We thought that was over with. Psalm 38, beginning with verse 2. Psalm 38, beginning with verse 2. Psalm 38, beginning with verse 2. For thine arrows stick fast in me, and thy hand presses me sore. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. For mine iniquities are gone over my head. As an heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and are corrupt because of my foolishness. Psalm 107, verse 17. Psalm 107, verse 17. Psalm 107, verse 17. Fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquity are afflicted. Fools. Because of their transgression, you broke the law, and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Sin causes affliction to come. It does. See, some people think they can do what they want to do and get away with it forever. It's not so. It doesn't happen. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2. As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. As the bird by wandering, and as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. There's a reason somewhere, whether you know it or not, it's there. It's there. There's a reason. As we continue on this fast, believing for the improvement of health for each member of this ministry, let us not overlook unrepentant sin as an open door for attack. Oh, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. It's fine when you first come to the Lord, but as you grow and learn how to please the Lord, be more specific in your request for forgiveness. Call the sin out. Tell the Lord the truth. Confess your fault. As a result of this, our Failing to do, some conditions persist. Since we have failed to do this, 
to call the sin out, to confess our faults, to tell the Lord the truth, some conditions persist. You know, sometimes we like to gloss over an area. We don't want to, you know, pinpoint. But see, we're supposed to take the hammer of the word of God and hit the nail on the head. That's what's supposed to happen. That's what's supposed to happen. We're supposed to confess the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. There are also emotional causes to many illnesses. Accumulated stress is a major culprit. Those who have broken hearts should run to Jesus for his healing virtues to flow to them. No, don't sit there licking what you think is a wound. That won't get you healed. That'll just perpetuate the problem and it'll fester. No, you do not rehearse over and over and over every little thing that happened and what they did to you and what they said and what you said and on and on and on. No, that's not it either. You begin by confessing your part of the situation. Don't leave out the fact that you was being fast. You tell the truth about you first. Then you go to the Lord about what else happened. Then you hand it all to him. That means your hands are now off of it. Amen. And you ask him to heal you. You haven't been talking to your brother for the past three years. Your brother doesn't talk to you. You don't talk to them. You know, sometimes foolishness left over from childhood is carried into adult life. In fact, if the foolishness is so old that chances are somebody doesn't even remember it anymore. It was childhood foolishness, and it should have been left in childhood. But everybody doesn't grow up. And some people bring childhood foolishness into adult life. We need Jesus Christ to intervene in those cases. What do we do? Everything that the word tells us to do that the Lord leads us to do. You see, sometimes we want to go talk to the person and confront them face to face. They may not be ready for that. So if the Holy Spirit doesn't say, okay, you can go talk to them about that now, it's time to wait until he gives you the clue that, okay, you can go do that now. The other person might not be ready to receive you at all. You have to follow the guidance of the Lord. You have to follow his counsel. You have to make sure your heart is right. Because you have no control over the other person. All you can do is something about you. Amen? Praise the Lord. I know some of us just think that, oh, now I've learned three scriptures and I know this and let me go know. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. Every day. See, everybody didn't get born again when you got born again. Some of your relatives and loved ones are still as much in sin or more than they were before. 
and they don't want to have anything to do with you and your Jesus and your Bible and your Holy Ghost and your binding devils and your tongues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They don't want that. So you can't come flying in there, quoting scriptures, trying to tell them such and such, such and such, and it is written, it is written. No, that's not going to help this. You have to wait on the Lord and allow him to prepare them to receive you, if they ever will. You can't go marching in like you've got the answer to everything, even if you do have it, you can't do that. You have to follow the path that the Lord leads for you. You can't make people receive you that have already rejected you, okay? Amen. You can walk in love as far as you are able. We talked about that the other week. As much as lies within you, live in peace with all men. But you can't change them. That's a God job. You can't, I don't care how much you talk to them, pray for them, you can't change them. And you need to accept the truth. You can't change you. So how are you going to change them? Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, this you know, half this stuff, Lord, ain't even in my notes anywhere. Anywhere. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. I'm glad you came to church today. I am glad that you came to church today. There are also emotional causes to many illnesses. Accumulated stress is a major culprit. And some of you, you add stress to yourself trying to resolve something that you're not able to resolve. Well, if you can't resolve it, you can't resolve it. Maybe it's not for you to resolve. Maybe it's for God to resolve. But you're just going to keep beating yourself over the head because you can't get, well, who said you were God Almighty? You're still just you. Walk in the grace that he gives you. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Many don't have broken hearts. We've just gotten there to the broken heart situation. And that you need to run to Jesus for healing. Psychologists will not tell you this, but the word of God does. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can die? The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit, who can die? A saint's faith can sustain the attack on the body or the attack on the soul. But weak faith and many wounds to the spirit, who can bear? 
who can keep taking it over and over and over again. The traumas of life can open doors of attack from the enemy. So, your child decided to go do something that is 100% contrary to how you raised them. And now you have to deal with it too. Traumas of life can open doors of attack from the enemy. Faith is weakened by continual trial and onslaught. Diminished health is often the result. First this happened. Then this happened. Then this happened. I have a cousin who was fine until her sister died. She didn't have one problem. She was fine. She was quite healthy, fashionable. She still knew she was cute in her 70s. But when her sister died, something happened inside of her. And suddenly, dementia started to set in. There was nothing wrong with her before. But when her sister died, something happened to her. And she has not recovered to this day. The Lord sent me by to minister to her, which I thought was quite shocking at the time. I'm like, well, okay. So I went by her house and sat down and talked with her and gave her a a book and prayed for her. But she has never overcome the trauma from her sister passing away. You see, saints, when trauma happens, you got to run to Jesus. You can't just sit there and mope in it because your moping is the open garage door for the enemy. You can't sit there and mope. Oh, he's not calling me anymore, and we dated for two weeks. You can't do that. Find the garage door opener and close the garage door. They said they were going to lay off most of the people in this department. Well, you've got scriptures to stand on. Stand on the word. Amen. Quit talking the problem and you'll quit quit weakening your faith. Speak the word and your faith will get stronger. (sighs) Yes, diminished health is often the result. All the more reason to place your prayer request with scripture in the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room. The prayers of faith by the brethren on your behalf, actually make the difference. They make the difference in how long you sit there with the garage door open, whining, trying to find you a violin so you can play some, some sad song and cry and blow your nose until your eyes are red and you look in the mirror and you look awful. 
Come on, Mustang. We can do better than this. We can do better than this. What you should be doing is praise the Lord. That wasn't the one for me. Hallelujah. That's what you're supposed to do. Amen. Some people wish they had done that. The militia of God is not one saint alone. No, it is all of us together, led by the Spirit of God. Our Heavenly Father heals the broken in heart, and he binds their wounds. Yes, even self-inflicted wounds, resulting from disobedience, pride, and foolishness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bone. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. But a broken spirit dryeth the bone. Bone marrow is important to bone health. Bone marrow is the spongy tissue inside some of your bones, such as your hip and thigh bones. It contains stem cells. The stem cells can develop into red blood cells that carry oxygen through your body or into white blood cells that fight infection or into platelets that help with blood clogging. Very, very important. The absence of bone marrow can be fatal because it is an essential part of the body. It's an essential part of the body. So a broken spirit will dry up an essential part of your body that you cannot afford to have dried up. This kind of drying of the bones is not good for you. So when pastor preaches on count it all joy, it's because we like to see, see you live a little longer. Amen. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30. A sound heart is the life of the flesh. But you see, if your bone marrow is all drying up, you're getting less oxygen to your heart. You get less oxygen everywhere your body needs it. A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bone. Envy rots the bone. You need your bone. A clean heart is of great benefit. And a peaceful attitude may help toward longer life. But envy and jealousy 
will rot your life away. Envy and jealousy will rot your life away. Envy, jealousy, and passionate hatred produce corruption in our vessels. It's like a poison, a caustic poison. Let me see. Okay, remember that lie that came in the canyon, that white crystal stuff that they, you used to pour down the drain to open it when it got extremely clogged? Well, that's a caustic substance. And that's what jealousy and envy and hatred do to us not just emotionally, not just mentally, not just spiritually, physically as well. It's corrosive. Whereas a strong heart of holiness and righteousness produce health and longevity. Ah, health and longevity. Proverbs 15:13 Proverbs 15:13 Proverbs chapter 15 verse 13 A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken Jesus didn't just take all of our sorrows because he didn't have anything else to do. He wants us to live and to live well. But if you insist on holding on to them instead of releasing them to him, what can he do? It seems, saints, that when we are gloomy and maybe grouchy, too much so. Everything seems to go wrong. You ever notice that? This condition may be generational to you. Nonetheless, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, everybody has their personality, but the truth applies to everyone. Bind your gloom. Bind your irritation and annoyances too, and obey the word and regard it all as joy. When we are joyful, things will turn around for our good. Saints, we all need our faith to work. Well, it works by love. Yes, even loving ourselves. God will uncover the reason behind the affliction if we ask him in faith. He will show it to you. 1 Samuel chapter 5. 1 Samuel chapter 5. Amen. 1 Samuel, chapter 5, starting at verse 6. 
But the hand of the Lord was very heavy upon them of Ashdod, and he destroyed them. He destroyed them. Did you see that part? He destroyed them and smote them with emeralds, hemorrhoids. That's what we call them. Okay? God was speaking, and he spoke from that end. He destroyed them and smote them with hemorrhoids, even Ashdod and the coast thereof. And when the men of Ashdod saw that it was so, they said, the ark of the God of Israel shall not abide with us, for his hand is sore upon us and upon Dagon our God. They sent therefore and gathered all the lords of the Philistines unto them and said, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? And they answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be carried about unto Gath. And they carried the ark of of the God of Israel about thither. Verse 9. And it was so that after they had carried it about, the hand of the Lord was against the city with very great destruction. He smote the men of the city both small and great, and they had hemorrhoids in their secret parts. Therefore, they sent the ark of God to Ekron, where God was moving around. And it came to pass, as the ark of God came to Ekron, that the Ekronites cried out, saying, They have brought about the ark of the God of Israel to us, to slay us and our people. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of the God of Israel, and let it go again to its own place, that it slay us not and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. And the men that died were not smitten, died not, were smitten with the hemorrhoids. And the cry of the city went up to heaven. Can you imagine this? A whole city, several cities, a whole countryside of people crying out to God because they got hemorrhoids. First Samuel chapter 6, starting with verse 1. Continue on. And the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. And the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners, saying, What shall we do to the ark of the Lord? Tell us wherewith we shall send it to his place. We want to get rid of this ark, okay? And they said, If ye send away the ark of the God of Israel, send it not empty, but in any wise return him a trespass offering. Somebody broke the law. Then ye shall be healed, and it shall be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. So, yes, if you seek the Lord, he will eventually let you know why the situation exists. I remember a story that Brother Marshall told us a long time ago about this young lady that had a skin problem. And her parents had done everything they knew to do to resolve it. And so it finally came about 
that the parents decided to seek the Lord. And so they fasted and prayed and sought the Lord and sought the Lord and sought the Lord. And finally, the Lord uncovered the situation. It seems that the mother and wife had lied to her husband about something or other, what I don't remember. She lied to him. And when she did, she opened the door through that lie for the enemy to attack the child. Hmm. That should teach us all something. You see, she sought the Lord with fasting and prayer, and he uncovered to her the open door that the enemy had. So, yes, God will let you know if you ask him. But you might have to ask him for quite some time. We don't know. Lies are still sin and must be repented of. Job 36, verse 9. Job chapter 36, beginning with verse 9. Job 36, beginning with verse 9. Then he showeth them their work and their transgression that they have exceeded. He openeth also their ear to discipline. Discipline. And commandeth that they return from iniquity. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Amen? Saints, we are also seeking the Lord for the financial prosperity for all the members of this ministry. Perhaps repentance is the road that leads to our abundance. Amen. Rise for the benediction. God has been talking the whole time. Amen. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause your face to shine upon us that thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations. And the church said amen. Amen. Pastor loves you. Happy fasting. Enjoy your soup. Seek the Lord. Amen. God bless you.
on the high. 